Let's uh, welcome in Dr. Sasha Batia next. He's Chief Medical Innovation Officer at Women's College Hospital to talk about uh, all of the latest news surrounding the coronavirus. And Dr. Batia, I wanted to start by asking you just uh, medically, uh, what do you think about this a strategy to quarantine the Canadians that are uh, coming back from China? Well, it's, you know, it's, an, it's a, certainly an interesting one. It's a fairly conservative approach uh, in terms of um, trying to manage uh, the public good. Uh, the reason I think that they're doing this or taking this approach is particularly because the virus can be, can be uh, people can be asymptomatic and, and um, also transmit the virus for a two-week period of time. Um, I think the Canadian government is taking the approach that as people coming from the epicenter of where this happened, having them, uh, you know, re- reliably in quarantine for two weeks uh, limits um, the spread, the possible spread of this um, of this virus. Um, some would say that, you know, good self-isolation, uh, basically telling people when they when they touch down, stay in your homes for a two-week period of time would be uh, also appropriate. I mean, Putting, taking people, um, holding them against their will necessarily, or, or you know, holding them, uh, you know, holding, restricting their freedom of movement might be an issue. But I think it's a balance of public freedoms versus uh, private freedoms versus public health, and I think it's not an unreasonable approach. Yeah, we understand that the uh, latest case, which is based in London, Ontario, uh, that was somebody also traveled to China and came back, and we understand self-quarantined. Uh, having said that, this two-week quarantine, is that, medically speaking, is that long enough to make sure that we're in the clear? It seems to be. I mean, the research that's sort of come out of China and, and, and that's been published recently would say that the period of incubation is about two weeks, um, and it, it will either declare itself or it won't, and that's the period of time of transmission. Um, you know, so for all of the best information that we have, I think two weeks seems reasonable. All right. Having said that, just uh, watching this as we all have, uh, give us your take as a doctor, as a medical professional, what concerns you or worries you the most when it comes to the coronavirus? Well, I think a lot of it is about spread. And, um, you know, currently, if Canada's actually had a very uh, good approach, uh, and an approach that has been working, uh, where hospitals are screening people when they come in, um, they're putting people appropriately into quarantine. So we haven't seen uh, a spread, say, of the virus that, you know, we might have seen during the SARS period. So it seems like the public health, um, you know, uh, public health approach is working well. I think what gets concerning is if, um, you know, the virus spreads substantially from China to, say, other countries that also have a, uh, a lot of uh, flow or traffic between Canada uh, and them. Like, say, for example, if the virus goes to India or goes to the Philippines or other places where there's a lot of traffic, suddenly now it becomes harder to contain people coming in uh, to the country. Um, so, you know, right now the screening is relatively straightforward, and you would think that the screening uh, would also hold up in those cases. But if the virus starts moving to other countries, um, it becomes a bit harder to track. Sure. And is one of the big concerns is the unknowns, what we don't know yet uh, about the coronavirus? 
Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Um, I think what we do know so far is, you know, in terms of uh, the average person who gets it, it seems to be relatively mild. They get a flu, um, you know, flu-like symptoms. They uh, self-isolate. They don't necessarily need to go uh, and be hospitalized for it. But obviously, you know, as the numbers increase, there will be people who will get uh, very sick and, um, you know, potentially need more intensive care. And that they, they've seen that in China. Uh, so I think a lot of it is the unknown and the, how, what the overall burden of the disease will be. So far, though, I think many people are cautiously optimistic that, you know, in Canada and a number of other countries, they, the public health system seem to be working. Right. Would you have any advice uh, to those that are making the decisions right now when it comes to the coronavirus? I mean, you just mentioned a second ago that we're doing, I think, the best we can under the uh, circumstances to try to uh, contain this. But uh, is there anything else you see that the government or health officials should or could be doing? I mean, I think a lot of it is listening to the experts. You know, I mean, Canada uh, has learned a lot from SARS. Uh, we have, uh, you know, a, a very robust public health system in place. Um, they seem to be the, 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 the folks, the doctors who are really on the front lines and the people making the policy decisions really seem to be uh, on top of it in terms of taking a balanced and measured approach to, um, you know, identification, to being able to not overly panic, but take the appropriate amount of caution. And there's always, you know, the, the fear that in these sorts of instances, people will potentially uh, overreact or potentially, uh, you know, underreact. And I actually think the government, the government listening to the, the public health officials has struck the right balance. And I think we just need to stay the course. Here with Dr. Sasha Batcha, Chief Medical Innovation Officer at Women's College Hospital. As we discuss the uh, coronavirus, the uh, latest developments, including the fact that uh, those returning from China here to Canada will be quarantined for two weeks in Trenton. Doctor, while we have you here, I also wanted to ask you another story that is uh, trending and making uh, making a lot of news is this hospital in China. It's uh, accepting its first patients after being built in just 10 days. Now, setting aside the uh, architecture, if you will, and uh, all of that goes into just building yeah. a facility within, you know, a two-week uh, period, is it possible, do you think, to have a hospital up and running, functioning in just 10 days? <laughs> it's a great question. I mean, we would definitely not see that in Canada. Um, but I would say, you know, it. I think it really depends on what the hospital's function is is going to do and what what types of capabilities the hospital has. We have very limited information, I think, about what that hospital in China is actually able to provide. At least from the footage that I've seen, a lot of it looks like they're building like large ward beds, like medical ward style beds, um, where they would basically be treating people supportively, which, you know, again, that's, um, that's not unreasonable. You know, they have a, you know, you have a place that everybody who has the virus is put, they have supportive care. The question that I would have is, you know, what happens if people become more sick? Do they have the facilities like the intensive care unit facilities? Do they have those types of facilities um, to support people who get very, very ill? Um, 
that takes a long time to build. And there's a lot of specialized equipment that's required for that. So, you know, I, 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 it's hard for us to know exactly what the Chinese government has been able to put together in that period of time. And I think probably for the vast majority of people, just observation fluids, potentially antibiotics for co-infections is probably uh, sufficient. But what happens to the, to the, the minority of people, admittedly, who will get very sick? Uh, do they have the appropriate facilities to support them through potentially a very serious illness? I don't that know, is a, a great know. question. And is another big question regarding infection and the spread of a disease? I mean, that's always a concern whenever you're talking about a hospital and you get a concentration of sick people with uh, viruses uh, together. Is there the potential, if you put them in a hospital that was built just 10 days ago without the proper infrastructure, that you could actually be exacerbating the problem? Well, you know, that's a great question, and the answer is we don't know. I mean, a lot of the, if you think about a lot of the hospitals in Ontario, we have things like negative pressure rooms. Uh, we have abilities to quarantine people in single rooms, uh, single facilities. A lot of the new hospitals that are being built in Ontario have uh, single rooms with negative pressure ventilation so that people who are sick, uh, we can kind of keep them away. I don't know if those are being built in this new hospital. I mean, we have very limited information. So, you know, it's really going to be a wait and see uh, to sort of see what they were able to do and, and how effective it's going to be. All right, Dr. Sasha Batcha at Women's College Hospital. Doctor, always appreciate the time and the perspective. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me.